0: Today we are talking with our friend Monica all about the ups and downs of the first decade or so of marriage, figuring out kids, careers, money, marriage, and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, Monica and my mom Heidi both had very similar experiences in their first few years of marriage and they had a conversation about it like five years ago that has stuck with Monica this whole entire time and so she wanted to use that as like the basis for her topic.
0: So we'll talk about that conversation and how we tried to stay positive through all the hard parts of early marriage and new motherhood.
1: Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Motherful Podcast. Um, Today is Season 2, Episode 5, and our guest is Monica. And Monica and I have been friends since we were like 12 years old, probably. And my mom was our young women's president, like, For a long time when we were in Young Women's. Like, yeah. How long were you the young women's president? Like four or five years? It felt like a long time. I don't
0: know if I was president the whole time, but I definitely was in Young Women's for a long time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, how long have we known each other? And I think it was like, it's been like 16 or 17 years. And both of you. I've known both of you for that long. Yeah. (laughs) That's
1: crazy. So we're really good friends. We're excited to have Monica. (laughs)
2: on the podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um I'll just read Monica's bio really quick Monica is 28 years old and was born and raised in Utah County she's married to her husband Chase who is way out of her league but don't tell him because he still doesn't know (laughs) (laughs) she has a darling four-year-old daughter and a goofy two-year-old son who are her whole world some of Monica's favorite hobbies include online shopping for children's clothes that her kids don't necessarily need as well as eagerly sprinting to the gym every night to regain some sanity that was lost throughout the day. <laughs> her favorite thing to do is watch shows at night with her husband while eating all the good treats.
0: Okay. realized that we might be cutting into two of your favorite things.
2: But here's the thing is my third favorite thing is talking to Nicole okay. and obviously you too, Heidi. So it's like, yeah, this works out great. Awesome. It it really is true. I we me and Nicole talk we, like yeah, multiple times a week a just about random stuff. So yeah,
0: let's do the week in review. Okay.
1: um, I haven't been watching or listening to anything new. I've been napping a lot lately. So um, <laughs> good. Yeah, thirty three weeks pregnant. There's there's not a whole lot that goes on in this in this brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man but what about you guys have you watched or listened to anything good lately
2: um so I just finished have you guys ever seen the only murderers in the building with like Selena Gomez and Steve yeah. Martin And have I you have yeah, not you have? is it a movie or is it a series um it's a series okay and it's on Hulu and it's season three like I think this is the third season so this is perfect for you right now because I need you something to you can just binge watch. watch shows yes yeah Okay. And it's so fun. Like, it's like a murder show, but it's really lighthearted, and it's really funny. And, yeah, the main characters, I think they're also, like, the producers of it, is Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Ooh, Who I love anyway, Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, me too. Last season was really fun. If anything, just go watch this recent season. It's, like, um, their mini-series, so it's, like, 10 episodes. Okay. And... Yeah yeah that's good because that I do really need fun. a new
1: show I am getting really sick of Wii. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh we watched
0: so much <laughs> well you have you watched elemental because I finally watched that this
1: week and it was a lot better than I thought it would be and maybe Finley would like it know yeah. I need to watch that one too is it anything like the um what's the feelings one um oh inside out yeah I love inside no. out
0: I know. Inside Out was so cute. Um, This is a story about fire and water falling in love. (laughs) That is cute. (laughs) Okay, what is our highlight of the week?
1: Um, This morning... Finley decided to potty train herself <laughs> and she took off her diaper and ran to the bathroom and oh. asked to go potty. And then when she sat on the toilet, she actually peed. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Yes, <laughs> it was so crazy. That I was like, craziest what? Thing. like, are we doing this now? <laughs> like I was not planning on it for a long time. And then all of a sudden she just wanted to pee. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go so. with it. Totally. Yep.
2: <laughs> well, like, Nicole called me about it today. And I was just laughing because my son, Jack, is like six months older than Finley is <laughs> just like nowhere <laughs> even near thinking about even doing that. So it, I was yeah. just like, that little girl is something else because she's not even two I know it's just so funny it's so cute <laughs> well
0: it's when she learned the word poop that was pretty funny too because she'd just stand there and go
1: poop and then we're like did you go poop in your pants and she said yeah <laughs> and yeah. she did no she she literally tells me every single time so I'm like dang it <laughs> I guess I guess we have to start potty training a little bit sooner than I wanted to but
2: <laughs> okay what was yours Monica Okay. So when I was uh looking over this stuff, for some reason, the highlight of, I didn't read the highlight of the week. It was just like, tell a funny story or something that happened this week. Anyway, so this isn't really a highlight. This is like, that's, that's not, okay. we've had, we've had of not highlights before. Yeah, this is not the highlight. Okay. So we, as you guys know, we like, we met up with you guys right before our vacation, but um, yeah. for everyone else that doesn't know, we just went to Disneyland And we came back and it just like threw a wrench in my kids' like sleeping schedule, like particularly my four-year-old daughter. And so we've been uh, working on that ever since we came back and we like have That's been a couple weeks. Dude, yeah. Like so (laughs) last night actually was the first night that she slept in her bed all night without coming in. I know. We're like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. But um yeah, we've just been I've just learned that with motherhood everything is a stage, so we've just been trying to be supportive as much as possible even though I'm like <laughs> just go to sleep <laughs> and just try to, you know, she's scared. So we're just trying to be kind about it and everything, but hopefully that's passing, but that's been our life recently. Sleep is very important to me. <laughs> so, yeah. When this started happening, I was like, no.
0: Well, that's the problem with vacations. Like yes. you can't exactly. it messes everything up. Yeah. It
2: does. Like it's we a lot of fun. And we were but, like, was that even worth it? It was. Yeah. The pictures are cute, <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, my super exciting thing is happening tomorrow. So that's my highlight, but I've had carpal tunnel syndrome for about four or five years, and tomorrow I'm finally getting it fixed, oh and my I'm gosh. kind of excited. <laughs> I won't be able to use my hands for a couple of
1: days, but
0: that's what husbands are for.
1: <laughs> okay, Monica, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more and what you want to talk about?
2: Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm from... American Fork, Utah, also Lehigh. I my parents are divorced, so they lived in both places. Um and that's yeah, Lehigh is how I know Nicole and Heidi. But I mostly yeah. lived in American Fork. And then for college, I went up to Utah State University and I met my husband and um yeah, we got married, and he did a degree up there in human biology, and I did my degree in secondary education, uh, a social studies composite. And then, like, a year before I finished my degree, I had my daughter Molly, and after that, my husband, he he got accepted into a few dental schools, and he, we chose to go to the one that was in Utah because it was near our families. And then we had our second child two years ago named Jack. And yeah, and then we've just been having a good time living in Utah County again. It's been kind of weird to be back. It's a lot more crowded than it was when I was growing up. Yeah, it <laughs> but, is. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been good. So tell us about the
0: conversation that you remember us having and what kind of what this topic for
2: today is going to be. Yes. So I was thinking about like, oh, what what can I talk about, all these things. And I remembered this conversation that I had with Heidi. Nicole claims she was there. I don't remember her there. <laughs> <laughs> I was apparently this is on just Heidi. a
1: conversation between you and my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we'll pretend that Nicole was there, but, um, (laughs) no, it was this, like, it was this conversation that it was years and years ago. It was like, I swear it was before I was married or very newly married. And Heidi was telling me about like just being a newlywed and just those beginning years of marriage and parenthood and all these things. And she was Uh, specifically telling me how it was with, uh, Mark's flying and that path. And, um, anyway, it ever since it's really resonated with me. And I've, I've remembered that conversation, um, you know, here and there throughout, uh, the last few years when Chase has been in dental school, because I feel like I've related a lot to Heidi's story. And so I felt like, um, I felt, oh, maybe a good conversation to have with you guys on the podcast would be just to talk about going through, like, the first, you know, decade of, of marriage when it's like everything is new, your marriage is new, parenthood is new, you don't have a lot of resources um, at your fingertips, like, especially if you are doing a career that kind of has a long path, like we have a joke that Chase is a professional student and that's what he does for a living, (laughs) (laughs) which is great because it pays zero dollars per hour. And, um, and yeah, so that's, anyway, I thought we could just kind of talk about that.
0: Yeah. Well, let me give a little bit of background just to kind of, clarify what that my story was. So I, um, had Nicole and had started teaching in Utah and Mark had a job in Chicago flying and he was on reserve, which means he was on call. And so he had to go to Chicago for basically five days a week. Um, and wait for them to call him. And it was kind of funny, this is just the time frame. Was um he had a beeper. He did not have a cell phone.
1: <laughs> he had like a beeper
0: thing that they called the beeper. And then he had to call back a number. That's yes. awesome. It was a long time ago. And um, so I was teaching school, I had Nicole as a toddler and I got pregnant. And so I was expecting my second. And there were times, um, that I only saw him sometimes for 36 or 48 hours on the weekend. And then we'd have a phone conversation every night. And the pattern was, um, Monday night was a good conversation. Tuesday night was a little bit shorter. Wednesday. I didn't even want to talk to him Thursday. I didn't want to talk to him. (laughs) And then Friday I had to go pick him up at the airport and try to make things better. Oh my gosh. Okay.
2: I was. <laughs> so just that right there, I can relate to so much because Chase for the last two summers has had to go to like this army training. And mm. so he's been gone for like weeks at a time. And it's yeah. like those conversations on the phone,
1: it's just kind <laughs> of like
2: I don't even know what to say to you right now. Cause it's like you're living two different lives. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, completely it, really it becomes really, yeah, you feel really distant from each other. It's really hard.
0: Yeah. And Mark knows, like, I, I'm i not, this is nothing new to him. It's not like I'm talking about him behind his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we talked about it before, and he knew that I was not happy with the situation. And I don't think he was either, but there was nothing we could do about it. Right. Yeah. But, um. It just, um, like, there were times when I was like, this is my thought process. Why are we even married? I'm doing everything by myself. I'm even making the most money. And why do I even need him? Because I'm just mad at him when I see him. Yeah. And so
1: I had a lot of those thoughts going on here.
0: There was not. I was like, what are you good for? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really grateful that I just put my pride to the side and just sucked it up and tried to do my best. And he did, too. And he forgave me for all those terrible things that I thought and might have said. And we moved forward and things slowly got better. But it was definitely there was probably a good two years where that was going on. That was our life. And it was hard.
2: Yeah. There's something about, especially the first few years of just raising a kid. So like when they are a baby, like the, I, I feel like I'm, so my youngest is two and I feel like I'm just out of that, like really hectic, like they need every little thing from me all the time. And, but when you're in that, and I pretty much had have, have been in that for the last like four and a half years. Um, It's so hard to like – it's hard to see your spouse going off to do something. Like even though I know dental school sounds horrible or like flying and being by yourself and sleeping in like a random apartment. I don't really know how – I like I kind of know how yeah. flying works, but like a random yeah, apartment. Yeah, that's exactly
1: it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like that doesn't sound fun either. But it's like no. when you're a stay-at-home mom and you have one or multiple kids needing every little thing from you, it's like yeah. you become envious of like yeah. them going out that's, to go talk to an adult or something like that's that. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Envy is a
0: good word, and that's probably what made me so angry, even though I was doing what I enjoyed doing, which was teaching. I still right. there was a lot of work to be done with a toddler when I got home, plus like you understand Nicole being pregnant, yeah, uh, with a toddler. Um, I have a kind of a strong opinion about um like supporting your spouse through um, their career, and this goes for whether whoever chooses to be the stay at home parent we had decided when we got married that I was going to stay home and be the stay at home mom. And so in, in making that decision, I really felt like I needed to be supportive of him, whatever his choice was going to be for his career. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have met people along the way who have said, Oh, I wouldn't let him do that for his job. (laughs) <laughs> and how I I, I was like, really? Really? That's how you feel about it? Like, <laughs> um, what if he wanted to do that? You know, mm-hmm. like, you have to, if they're going to spend the rest of their life, basically, supporting you and the family, then I think they should be able to do what makes them happy. Yeah,
2: no. And I know so that's true. really
0: hard to accept because... It's not the greatest home life situation, but it's what makes him happy. He's always wanted his entire life. He's wanted to be a pilot and fly airplanes. So how can I say no to that?
2: Yeah. When especially that is his, that's his life. Like, like working is your life. You're doing it for 40 plus hours a week. And if you don't like it, I don't know. Like, um, so Chase, after dental school, he wants to specialize, which is another two years. And so, oh, so his his career of being a student it it continues. Will continue. <laughs> and well, first we have to, we're gonna do some repayment with the military. So there's gonna be a little gap in between him uh, mm-hmm. doing that two years of school. But uh, we've talked a lot about it and he's just like, well, would you be okay if I did that? And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, this is life. So if that's what you want to do, like those two years are going to pass regardless. And if that's what you really want to do for the next 30, 40 years, then you better, you better do that. And I don't know. It's just I feel like a lot of people our age are so eager to get to that finish line, whatever that even means. And Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, that's the thing is like nobody really knows what the finish line is like.
2: Well, once you get to what you think it is, then it becomes something else.
1: Exactly. Well, and I think you look at other people and you're like, oh, they've made it. Like they're living the life like they've they've got it all figured out. And then, like in reality, they they're in the same position as you. Yeah, right?
2: or they have dreams and aspirations that aren't being met that you don't see. Yes, yeah.
1: When exactly. I don't
2: feel like I did, maybe when Jack was like a newborn, if that makes sense. Like my attitude right now is a lot more positive. And so, like, if you were to have asked, like, if we would have been talking about this, like, a year and a half ago, I probably would have been like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard. But now it's kind of like (laughs) I'm through that a little bit. But Yeah, there's definitely phases. Yeah, there's phases. But for anybody who is in that, it's like you just have to, like, have that faith that Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like that forever. Mm-hmm. And that like this is an investment. It's worth it for everybody to be happy in what they're doing with their life. Yes. yes. Um,
0: it is kind of hard though, and I would I would imagine that it's a little bit harder for your generation um financially to um not be making money because and I only say that because housing prices right now are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're ridiculous. Um they weren't that bad when we were not making money, <laughs> but there was many years when we, when we did not have much money and, um, I, it was a real struggle for me to not compare my life with someone else's life because we'd have these newlywed kids move into our ward and Mark and I had been married like almost 10 years when we bought our first house and these newlyweds would move into a brand new like townhouse and have it decorated and tons of furniture like brand new furniture and stuff and I'd I'd go back to my house where like we had hand-me-down couches and we drove these cars that were so dumpy and (laughs) old and, but they were paid for. We didn't have a car payment. So my point is that there's a phrase set that says comparison is the thief of joy. I don't know who said it, but, um, It is really hard to not compare your situation to others who seem like they have it more. But I think what I discovered was that they all had debt on their furniture or whatever Mm -hmm. and had to make payments every month for their furniture. And like, I wasn't willing to do that. So that was our choice. But it is hard when you feel like everyone around you is moving forward and you're stuck in college still.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, really. And, like, even Nicole, like, she, like, you bought a house way before yeah. us. And, like, it's just, it's just when it's like, oh, my gosh, we're years away from buying well, a house. But
1: I just have to say, on the flip side, though, so we, we got married, and both were in school, and both were working, um, and we waited, I think Finley was born, like, a little after four years of us being married, so, like, I guess it was kind of a long time to wait I don't know what the average is but I feel like it's normal um it was it was a good amount of time for us to be able to finish school and be working for a little bit and just kind of have like the financial side um I don't want to say figured out but like we weren't really stressed about like how poor Mm mm-hmm yeah but um but Tanner did a uh accelerated program for his nursing school. And so he was done in like two years of school, I think. Um, and maybe it was even a little bit less than that. It was like five semesters that were like consecutive, like right in a row. Um, but now he's been working as a nurse for three years and he's like, well, I, I don't know if I like this actually. <laughs> so we're actually going back to square one. Like we keep talking about like, do you want to find a different type of a nursing job? Do you want to start over? Like he, he worked in construction for a while when we were first married and he was really good at it and he really liked it. And so I'm like, do you need to go back and work for a general contractor? Which would be like, half the income that he's making now with no benefits, <laughs> like yeah. it would be a huge pay cut. And so it's like, yeah, we bought a house three years ago, but like, but that you're doesn't mean that we're ahead of you. Figuring like, it out. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we like beat you to it or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's not a race. And so I don't know, going back to the whole comparison thing, like you can't just look at people from the outside and be like oh yeah they have it all and like they they have it all figured out they must have so much money like because yeah we have a house but that's <laughs> that's just about all we have going for us right now because we have no idea what we're doing with the rest of our lives <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so another thing that I really appreciated about the situation that I was in <laughs> I of course I didn't appreciate it until many years later um, just learning how to live frugally and, mm-hmm. um, being content with what, what you have, it took us a long time to be, uh, able to afford what we afford right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess that's probably the best way to say it. Um, you know, we, Mark and I never really went on a couple of vacations. We didn't, if we, if we left, we'd just go for an overnight. Um, We rarely got babysitters until Nicole was babysitting age. And then we lived it up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, yes, you do it.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, I never, I didn't do any girls trips. Okay.
2: You are describing me to like a T. We do not get any babysitters. Literally ever. We, like my sisters are in a, I'm the youngest in my family. So they're in a totally different stage of life than I am. And they're like constantly begging me to go on these trips with them. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm not paying thousands of dollars to go hang out with you when I can do it for free and eat your food at your house. So, (laughs) no. And then, yeah, we don't do the couples thing. And if we ever do, it's if we go up to his parents' house and they graciously watch our kids overnight. Right. And, um, and like, we do look forward to those days when we can go do those things. But, like, it – I feel like marriage, it, you have to work on your marriage in a different way when you don't have those weekly date nights, when you don't Mm -hmm. like it really, like in my, my little bio that I wrote, it really is like the best part of my day to just like hang out with him at night because those are our dates. Sometimes we'll go get takeout, you know, and sometimes we'll just like rent a $2 movie on Amazon. And those are our dates. And, and I hope I like look back on that one day and like really fondly and be like, those were really sweet moments. Like we were doing the best we could, you know? And there's so many,
0: um, (laughs) marriage counselors, everybody says go on a weekly date and nobody says if you can afford it (laughs) <laughs> like that just that everyone's yeah. just like, well, do whatever you can to make it happen. And I'm here to say I did not do weekly dates and I've been married 31 years and it still worked out. So <laughs> you're still <laughs> married. <laughs> if you can't do
2: weekly dates
0: no, it's not the end of the I world. I
2: appreciate that. Well, yeah. because here's my other thing is I just don't trust anybody with my kids. And so That was part of my problem yeah, too. For sure, the financial reason, but also mm-hmm. finding someone that you trust with your kids, especially when you have young kids who don't have the vocabulary sometimes to express whatever. And yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah, the date thing when you have young kids is hard for sure. Yeah. And, okay, so something that I wanted to ask you guys, too, though, is, like, because I'm interested in, Heidi, you said you taught because, like, I also got a teaching license here and there. And then, Nicole, you're, like, Miss Workaholic. I know. She has (laughs) lots of skills. Yeah, you do. Well, you're always doing something. And so I'm kind of interested to know, like... It was, it was like a decision for me to, because I'm not teaching right now. I do try to do some other things to supplement our income. But like, mm-hmm. um, how did you guys decide to do what you did? Like in those, like Nicole right now, but then Nicole, uh, Heidi earlier on, like, how did you decide yeah. what to do? I, I don't actually work that much. <laughs> do you I not? I, I feel like you're teaching. All not time. really.
1: I I do teach piano and I have like. Typically, I have, like, between 25 and 30 students, but it's 30-minute lessons, so that's only 15 hours a week. That's a lot, though. So, like... Yeah, and the hard part is that I've struggled feeling like I don't work enough because when he was in school, I was working three jobs. That's probably why you think I'm a workaholic. Well, that's college, what... Okay, that's where I'm, that comes yeah.
2: from, is I've yeah. always <laughs> known you to be working constantly.
1: So I was working three jobs to put him through school and I loved it. Like I loved being that busy and like, I loved just the constant change of environment and like the constant, like testing my brain and like meeting new people. And so then I think what's hard for me is like now letting him be the, the sole provider. And like, I'm only working 15 hours a week. And then the rest of the time I'm just home. And so it's like.
2: Do you feel that way? Because like you want to like you feel like you're not doing enough for your like family's income. Or do you like just genuinely want to work? She genuinely wants to work. She,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> she loves to be busy. She loves it. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: I think that's the hardest part is just I'm not good at being at home and being bored. Which yeah. is happening less and less with a toddler <laughs> and probably will happen even less with two kids. But like it's just a different type of value that you provide, like, because you don't see the financial benefits of being a stay at home mom. Like there you you make zero dollars per hour.
2: <laughs> you don't get a paycheck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like it's hard it's hard to realize sometimes that like you actually are working a full time job or like three. No, (laughs) it's, it's never ended. It's a
0: 24 seven
1: job. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's what I struggle with more is like feeling like I'm like doing enough in the marriage, if that makes sense. Like, cause he's out working all day long and then I'm just home with the kids. I just home with the kids. Like (laughs) I say that, like it's nothing, but that just shows where my mindset's at. that like, because there's no income attached, it feels like I'm not doing enough.
2: Um. Well, I also feel like it's because a lot of – I'm here for working moms or stay-at-home moms. I, I think they're both great. But um, I feel like a lot in social media is just kind of like, oh, you are so lucky to be able to stay at home, which you are. But it's also like – it's not like we're just kicking our feet up all day and yeah. doing nothing. Well,
0: for yeah. me, all I ever wanted to do was be a stay-at-home mom. And so – um, I was grateful that I had a degree. Um, so we had quite a bit of debt from from becoming a pilot and also not really having a good income for many, many years. And so when my youngest was in kindergarten, that's when I started working again. And I would do part-time stuff. And so um, anything that I earned, which honestly was not... Not that much, but Mark did say to me once, but all your money was, went to pay off our debts. And like, that's how we got out of debt was because I was mm-hmm. working yeah, part time. Awesome. It took a long time until I went back to work, but there was a purpose for it. And I was happy to do it so that we could, because we had the goal of getting out of debt and, mm-hmm. um, So that's, that was kind of my incentive to go Mm -hmm. and get the jobs. I mean, it was substitute teaching and I was making $7 an hour. I, I averaged it out one day. I'm like, I'm making $7 an hour. I think you just have to kind of be patient. And I think you will know when the time is right for you to go back into the workforce. Um, I relied a lot on God guiding me and providing the opportunities for me. And for some reason, I always had a job when I needed one mm-hmm. and it was always a good job that seemed to, um, allow me to stay home with my kids when I needed to be. And I was able to work when they were in school. Like it just always worked out that way. And, um, I think if you're, have the right intention and, um, are patient that I think God will provide what you need in your life.
1: And also just have an open mind Mm -hmm. because there's always opportunities out there. Um, you just have to be looking for them. And that's kind of what I keep telling Tanner right now with him trying to figure out what what he wants to do next because he doesn't doesn't feel like he's really getting an answer or like getting any guidance mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like getting frustrated with it and I just keep telling him I'm like just keep making connections and keep talking to people and keep your mind open and when when the right opportunity comes we're gonna know yeah so like exactly. just be patient and keep doing what you're doing and things are gonna work out like yeah
2: I think that's so. Really
1: cool. Mom, before we end really quick, you need to share the thought that's at the very bottom of the talk. Okay.
0: So um, this has to do with motherhood more than really what we're talking about. So when Nicole told me that, Monica, that you had remembered this conversation that we had, I was like, what? <laughs> that is not even possible. Like, how did something I say stay with someone else. Like I just wasn't expecting it because as a mom, you just are constantly talking and instructing and counseling and guiding. And a lot of times you feel like nobody is listening. Like nobody (laughs) hears anything that you say, especially when you say something and nothing gets done <laughs> that relates to what you said right <laughs> <laughs> and it just is it's just like a constant in a mother's life that you're constantly talking or whatever and then you just never know if whatever you're saying is being heard and so i was just i mean it validated me so much to know that that's something that i said made an impact in someone's life and you're not even my daughter
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean you could be because you were at our house enough um, but I just
2: thank you for giving me that validation that someone might have listened to me Oh, I, I loved being at your house I felt like no I really did and it was because of the environment that you Heidi like kept you know it's I feel like the mom has a really big impact on like the environment of the household. And, um, yeah, there's, you've taught me a lot of things throughout these six, oh. 16 years. So I'm very grateful for you too. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that.
0: It's been fun knowing you, Monica.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, really quick, just to end our final question that we ask all of our guests, um, what does it being a mother mean to you?
2: Yeah, that's a big question. Basically, like when it boils down to it, I feel like motherhood is a relationship. And to me, relationships is like the point of this life. The most important thing in this life is how we take care of each other and how we serve each other and how we help each other and um, how we're friends to one another and how we support one another And as a a mother, you get this really amazing opportunity to do that from the first day of somebody's life. Yeah, I just think that's the point of this whole life. Yeah, is to is to create those connections and those bonds, and that's how the world is changed—is by these, you know, beautiful relationships and helping people, and motherhood is just. Like a beautiful way to do that. Yeah. That's a great ending. Yay.
1: That was, yeah, that was awesome. That was perfect. <laughs> All right,
2: Monica, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Oh, thanks. This was so fun. It was good talking to you guys. We love you. I love you. Love you guys.
1: <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully, we're as funny as we think we are.
0: Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.